This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, February 12, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. The Department of Justice recently sided with the Bush administration on a troubling case dealing with rendition and detention of terror suspects. It was a surprising reversal for the Obama administration, even to the judges hearing the case. And that's just the tip of the iceberg for our new attorney general, so says newly minted Cato Institute senior fellow Matt Hentoff. Before he was selected by Barack Obama to be the next attorney general, what did we already know about Eric Holder? What we knew in the context of bringing us back to American values, the term that the president often uses, he gave a speech holder last June before a Constitution Society attacking a lot of the Bush administration policies, especially renditions, kidnapping of uh, suspects off the streets of Europe and other places, sending them to places where... The, uh, to countries where that we know are torturing people. And here is Eric Holder, our Attorney General, on Monday doing something that astonished the three-panel judge in federal court, Ninth Circuit Court, in San Francisco on a crucial case that has been covered all over the world, just telling the court you can't go any farther with this case. He told it through a Justice Department lawyer he sent that this is Holder talking, and it's the president talking. They said, state secrets. Our state secrets require you not to hear this case. No evidence. Shut it down. Now, the Bush administration has taken this state secrets privileged and abused it more than any president in history. Here we have the new order doing the same thing that they've been criticizing the Bush administration for. Holder, at the same time, said that he would be looking into Bush administration uses of state secrets. Of course he said it. That's like a lot of the people in government, both currently and previously, who when they're accused of something, say, oh, we're going to look into it. But here he had his chance right then and there. This is a case that has been covered in great detail uh, for over a year now, not only in this country, I've done many columns about it, it's in Jane Mayer's book, but the Council of Europe, their humanitarian investigators have written about this case considerably. And what, ha- I mean, I'll give you the drama of this. The British High Court is dealing with claims by one of these five victims of renditions in this case in the Ninth Circuit. One of them is named Binyan Muhammad. He's a British resident. He was one of those kidnapped, tortured in different places, including CIA secret prisons. The British High Court has asked for, from American intelligence, what they have on how he is, was tortured at Guantanamo. The American intelligence people and told the British intelligence people, we're not going to give them anything, and if they, if the British High Court does anything on this from what they think they have, we are telling you we may not any longer share intelligence with you. Can you imagine this? And the High Court in England said, it's astonishing that a democracy, namely our democracy, I'm quoting now, governed by the rule of law would seek to suppress evidence relevant to allegations of torture and cruel and human and degrading treatment, politically embarrassing though it might be. Now here was Holder with a chance to clear the air, saying to the Ninth Circuit, okay, 
bring in the evidence and we'll combat the evidence. And if any of this material is so secret, we'll let the judge decide in camera by himself whether he'll go on. But they didn't do any of that. They wanted to close the trial right then and there. And one of the judges on the panel said, but this isn't secret. We know all about it. There have been any number of articles and investigations of it. So at this point, in less than two weeks after Bush became president, in this case and in others, he is reminding me more and more of a wonderful musical, I think some of some of you may remember, called The Music Man, where Robert Preston brilliantly portrayed a very careful con man going to a town of a city in Iowa, Mason City, I think it was called, promising he was wanting to sell musical instruments and, and music scores, and he said, oh, we're going to have a great student band here, maybe with 76 trombones. And that is what increasingly, if I may say so without undue irreverence, the administration headed by Barack Obama is doing. Look at what Holder said at his confirmation hearing. One of the senators said, what about these new FBI guidelines? He was talking about something that former G Attorney General Mukasey and Robert Mueller, who is still head of the FBI, they rushed this into law in December, not law, executive orders. And it, what it does is it gives the FBI the kind of total carte blanche to start investigations of anyone they choose without a shred of evidence. They call it a threat assessment. This brings us back to the days of J. Edgar Hoover. And how come this didn't resonate at all with the press? Eric Holder in his confirmation hearing saying, oh, he agrees with the president. When the president in the Fight Amendments Act, which allows the National Security Agency, which is the most extraordinary collector of all kinds of information from our phone calls and Internet conversations and whatever, the NSA can now do very much like the FBI, pretty much what they want. There's supposedly judicial supervision, but it's meaningless if you look at the law. And Eric Holder said, oh, yes, I agree with that. That's, that's a very useful tool to have. So here again, the president has said, uh, in fact, I have a great quote from him on, in his campaign, I'll turn the page on a growing empire of classified information. We will protect sources and methods, but we won't use sources and methods to hide the truth. This is very disappointing. I was, I was exalted, as many people were, when the president did get the nomination. I thought this was a wonderful message to the world. I'd read his books, and I must say I suspended disbelief. I have a broad rhetoric, and I thought, gee, this guy is probably real. He's not real. We are back where we were uh, with the, the time of <laughs> Attorney General uh, Casey, Ashcroft, except Ashcroft had some reservations about what he was doing. And this is very disappointing, and it's going to lead to a lack of credibility, not only here in this country, including increasingly among supporters of President Obama, but around the world. One of the things I had hoped for with this administration is what what our reputation is around the world now, among our allies, obviously not among our enemies, 
But in the past, because of what the CIA and others have done, what happened at not only Abu Ghraib, but a number of these other places are still going on in our prison in Bagram in, in Afghanistan, that is clearly clearly resulted in the jihadists, our enemies, using this as a recruiting tool. And when we talk about this country's rule of law, it becomes mocked, not not so much by the enemy countries, but they rather welcome this because it gives them fodder for their hatred of us, but our allies. Where is this going to be changed if in the first chance we had in that very important case in the Ninth Circuit, Eric Holder sends a man who says, oh, we're going to continue the previous uh, administration's policy on state secrets. Close down this case. In the U.S. Senate, when uh, Eric Holder was going to be confirmed, how was he received by people like Patrick Leahy? It was already well known that Holder was a proponent of wiretapping, in fact, expansive use of wiretapping. And uh, has Leahy recanted uh, in, in, in terms of how uh, he treated Holder uh, during the confirmation? First of all, he, he treated Holder like a conquering new version of James Madison. What a wonderful attorney general this is going to be. Not only has he not recanted, but afterwards, recently, he gave a speech at Georgetown University saying the same thing. I don't understand this, because Pat Leahy... All the time he's been in, the, in, in, in Congress, and especially during the Bush administration, was it's probably the most passionate protector of the Bill of Rights. He was concerned with all of these things, rendition, renditions, the fact that the Bush administration kept holding back secret memos, the so-called torture memos in 2002. Why he now ignores what is in front of him. I know he knows what was going on in the Ninth Circuit. He was very concerned with that case. I just can't answer that question. I don't know what's in his mind. Uh, he's a kind man, I guess, but to, to overlook what happened on Monday, the fact that uh, Panetta, who had some wonderful statements going in before he was actually confirmed by the Senate about we have to do something about these secret prisons and all that. So Panetta now says, well, we're going to continue renditions, but it won't be like before. They're only going to be held for a short time by the CIA, and, and any countries we send them to, why are we sending them to any country, unless the countries to the, where they're going to be tortured? But number mind, he says, they'll only be held in those countries where we get guarantees that they won't be tortured. That's exactly what Condi Rice said for all eight years. That's exactly what the president said, as if you can trust the people that you send them to in places like Syria or Jordan or Morocco to tell you, oh no, we're not going to torture them. We're just going to ask them quietly certain questions. I mean, this is getting to be grotesque. Should we expect the Holder years to be worse than uh, the years under Mukasey or Gonzalez? It's hard, well, especially under Mukasey, it's hard to imagine anything worse. But it all depends, as it has for the last eight years on Congress. Is there going to be accountability? Now, for example, there was a very important Senate Intelligence Committee report, Senate Armed Services Committee report, just about a month or so ago, signed by not only Carl Levin, a Democrat, but John McCain, which made the very explicit documented report how what the Bush administration has done has helped our enemies and also uh, helped, you know, create 
more jihadists. What's going to happen now? Is Carl Levin going to talk about this? I think McCain already has uh, in, in some concern about what's going on with renditions, etc. But unless we have accountability, and I'm not very optimistic, look at Leahy in this instance, and worse than that, all through the past, when the Democrats were in control during the Bush years, Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi showed no interest at all that counted in any of the things we've been talking about, the CIA renditions, uh, the treatment of prisoners, uh, the lack of, of transparency, to say the least, when, they, when the Bush administration shut down court cases and just say, no, you can't go on the state secrets. Now, Bush and Pelosi, I mean, uh, Reed and Pelosi haven't changed. I hope Leahy remembers who he used to be. Uh, Specter used to be good on this. Now, I just found out, I called this morning, Leahy and Specter and Ted Kennedy in the last year introduced legislation to rein in uh, the use of state secrets. He, they were joined by Jerry Nadler, who happens to be my congressman here in New York's Greenwich Village. That, it, that legislation is going to be reintroduced. Let's see what Reed and Pelosi do to speed it along. I'm, I'm always hopeful. This is a free country. I'm able to talk to you the way I'm talking, but what happened on Monday makes me very, very weary, W-A-R-Y, of this administration so soon after all those wonderful promises. I mean, I like to hear 76 trombones, but I like to hear them in the context of our Constitution. Matt Hentoff is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.